Well, hello and welcome to uh, episode 13 of the uh, All Things Leeds podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre. And uh, joining me uh, in the studio, as ever, is Leeds United fan, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm all right, mate. A bit disappointed about the weekend, but I'm all right. Yeah. I'm, you all right? Yeah, I'm not bad, not bad. Uh, good week. Yeah. Apart, apart from the loss. Apart from the loss, it was pretty good. Uh, and also <laughs> joining us uh, in the studio, making his second appearance on the uh, podcast, it is Leeds United Mad. It's Kev Markey. How are you, Kev? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Yeah, nice, nice of you to invite me on show 13. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, hopefully I bring some luck to it all, you know, for the rest of the season. Yeah, I was thinking about that <laughs> coming into this. So it's episode 13. Hopefully it's not an unlucky podcast. <laughs> but it, it is, isn't it? Because yeah. Leeds United have just come back. <laughs> I've just lost a very crucial game. Yeah, well. uh, we will, of course, uh, in this hour, reflect on that disappointment uh, from last Saturday. That's all Leeds United lose 1-0. Uh, Sheffield United at Ellen Road. Uh, and then we will uh, try and cheer ourselves up by talking about the Un-23s and their dramatic win last Thursday at Evermore Park. I don't know if any of you guys saw it. Yeah, no, I've uh, heard, obviously heard about it and saw it on Twitter and everything. So it unfolded during the course of the evening. Great result, yeah. Yeah, beating Fulham on penalties. Ten men. On Bra- penalties. Berardi scoring the winning pen. <laughs> to, to progress to the uh, next round of the uh, Premier League Cup. Uh, no least game to look forward to though <coughs> in this uh, podcast, as it is, of course, the international break. So we'll uh, discuss England for a bit. Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, plenty of stuff coming up here on the All Things Leeds podcast. So, uh, Kev, the last time we had you in, I asked you, are Leeds United going to get promoted? Uh, <laughs> are you still optimistic after that one that lost Sheffield United? Yeah, or are you like many other fans? Have you thrown the towel in already? <clears throat> no, it's, yeah, and it's amazing how many people have been negative about the result. Obviously, it's not a very good result, but uh, it doesn't mean we're out of the running for promotion. You know, it's I sort of have a bit of a Churchillian feel about it. Like we've lost the battle, but we, we'll probably still go on and win the war, sort of thing. You know, it's one of those things. It's a game of football we should have won over 90 minutes. Sheffield United weren't really in the game for most of it, I didn't think. That was better second half, yeah, uh, admittedly, but the game should have been dead and buried by half time, I thought, with the chances we created. That's the disappointing thing. If we hadn't played well and we lost, we used to sort of put your hands up and say, right, we lost to the better team on the day, but. Yeah. That wasn't the case on Saturday and eight games to go. There's still a lot to play for, 24 points. I don't think it's over by a long chalk. Yeah, and Charles, I guess that is the disappointing thing about Saturday's result is that it's a game where Leeds United were the better side and you know, just it's a few mistakes that cost us really. Uh, it's it's gut mention, isn't it? Yeah, it was what stung me the most was the fact that it wasn't the fact that they put the they, they hadn't put any kind of good play together in uh, leading up to the goal. They hadn't really done anything, they were just launching long balls, counter attacks, trying to find sharp on the halfway line. That was all they were kinda of trying to do. And then ball runs over to Cooper. He he stumbles over it, and Sharp runs in and plays in Basham, and and then it's one nil. And then you one nil down on the I think it was seventy second minute they scored or something mm. like that. Yeah. And then you you're fighting a with the hard defensively strong there. You're fighting a bit of a losing battle, and you, you're really going to struggle to get back into it. Although I think we sh- we probably should have done given the even the second half we had a couple of chances we should have probably put away. The answer one comes to mind, which we, he probably should have been I'm going to give him, give the benefit of the doubt because he had his knee ligaments hanging off at the time so <laughs> yeah and he had he did have to run around in defense visibly in pain for 10 minutes yeah. because the Leeds bench refused to take him off which I think was probably a little bit, little bit irresponsible but uh, yeah it's just it's disappointing the manner we, we lost the game because it, it wasn't like we got battered and then lost 1-0 and you go oh. you know remember like Millwall last season where they battered us the entire game but they only scored one goal and that goal was offside but this uh, <laughs> it was 
uh, <laughs> and then you think, oh, well, they were better, uh, but they they weren't the better team. Yeah, like Kev yeah. was saying as well. You know, if we played bad and lost, mm. you hold your hands up and say, "Of course you do." Yeah, yeah, we we, did, we didn't deserve a three points quite clearly. I but think we did everything, but but score on Saturday really. That's the disappointing thing. We hit the post, obviously woodwork. Um, Janssen, like you said, had a great chance towards the end. If it had been a fully fit Janssen, he might have tapped in. But if it had been a fully fit Janssen, he probably wouldn't have been up front anyway, because he was told to go up front to sort of take the pressure off while Phillips sort of uh, filled in for him at the back. But uh, yeah, just one of those really frustrating games. Uh, at half time, you're thinking, right, yeah, we, we should be a couple of goals up maybe, but second half, hopefully we'll go on and win the game. But um, fair play to Wilder's team. You know, they just stuck in, got a goal. Um, I w- was laughing at to Wilder's comments about Basham, actually, because he said he was having an, a nightmare after about 25 minutes. And he thought yeah. we were thinking about taking him off. For me, he looked their most, <laughs> the, 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 the most real threat for them going forward. For yeah, me. well, that's just a comment that he comes out with now and again, I suppose. Mm. He probably sees things that nobody else sees, but uh, maybe we're just saying it because he's got the goal against us as well just to rub it in a bit more I don't know but uh, there's plenty of games to go yeah we've got four home games four away Everybody, it's the same for everybody at the moment obviously the, the Bolton situation is going on as well we don't know what's going to happen there if they go into liquidation what's going to happen to their points they've, they've, um, they've got this season there's a few things that might uh, twist the season round yet. Yeah, we don't know, but uh, it's been a whatever happens. It's been a fantastic season, and you just want some reward at the end of it now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, there's quite a lot of talking points to go over from the Sheffield United game, so we'll uh, digest it properly. First of all, you know, as we mentioned, Leeds were the better side in the game, missed plenty of chances. When you when you're missing so many chances as we do, it, it it's kind of. It's not great, is it? <laughs> if we could, if we had a player who could bury a chance, we'd be twenty points clear by now. I yeah. fully believe that. <laughs> we, we, yeah. just, we just can't. I think that's what makes the transfer deadline a bit more. You know, Wilder brings in a couple of strikers, Hogan and Medine. Obviously, they're not, the best, they're not the best strikers around currently at the moment, but they are strikers who could maybe get you an odd goal here and there, and we didn't really do much there you know, on that side of things, which was disappointing. Uh, but it shows you how much faith he has in Roof and Bamford. I mean, they're the ones who have been getting the goals for us recently, and if Bamford had been on form on Saturday, he might have had a couple of goals himself. So, it, you know, hopefully he'll come good in the last eight games. Yeah, I think Roof um, will probably be back after the... Um, is it Birmingham we play after Millwall? Yeah, yeah we play I, Millwall, I, and then the week after it's Birmingham. I think he'll be back after Birmingham. Roof, he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll be. Well, that'll be the Preston game, and he, yeah. he loves scoring against Preston. He does. <laughs> is there a bit of inconsistency, inconsistency at the moment with Leeds? Because um, you see, you know, we beat West Brom four 0 batter them. Then we go, we beat Bristol one 0 only one 0 Then we go out, win the next game three 0 and then against Sheffield United, can't score, miss a lot of chances. Is this like you, you want consistency at this stage of the season? At least a bit inconsistent at the moment. Yeah, I think our performances have been fairly consistent because you know we, we had three clean sheets as well uh, in that little run, and I think uh, Saturday was just a very bad day at the office really because any other day we'd have battered a, a team. Like I say, Sheffield United are very doggy side these days under Chris Wilder, and you know they're, they're on a good run themselves. I think it's ten games unbeaten for them now. If we repeat those um, that four games thing again, the next eight games we'll win six and lose two, and that'll probably take us up. Yeah, yeah. well, it will do. Yeah, um, that'll mean what twenty points and on top of ninety three points altogether. If you can't get promoted to ninety three, then fair play to, 
sides above you that have been <laughs> yeah. promoted. You know? Yeah, definitely. I think Cardiff last season they got promoted in second on ninety two points. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we get ninety three points and don't end up going in the top two, well, ninety two is the ideal, isn't it? Forty six yeah. times well, two. Do you remember when we got the record amount of points under under Monk? To not get the playoffs, <laughs> seventy-five. Imagine yeah. if we got then they got the two seasons that got the record amount of points not to get automatics. Well, I'm I'm confident anyway because the press and the media say that if you, if you're on top at Christmas in the top, if you're top of the table, you're gonna get promoted by May. Mm. It's happened for the last ten years. Why should it change now? <laughs> Ho- hopefully, we don't jinx it. <laughs> the problem with the perspective of Leeds fans is like if we're lo- we're looking at Norwich and Sheffield United like they are incapable of losing a game mm. or incapable of dropping points yeah. and we're looking at Leeds like they're definitely going to drop points yeah, at some yeah. point and it's just not the case I, I don't think even Norwich I don't think they're going to win their last eight games no. I'd be very surprised if they won every single one of them yeah, uh, yeah they're going to drop points and if Sheffield United frankly if they play like that against Preston they'll lose and another good case for it as well because Sheffield United are not used to really being in the top two the pressure of being in the top two maybe that could affect the performances coming up now as well. Yeah. I've um, apparently, and this is a stat. I'm not sure if this is. Uh, my boss told me this at work. Um, he, he's, I don't know whether this is true or not. He said every time Sheffield United have been in the top two, they've lost their next game. Wow! Every yeah. single time of this yeah. season. Well, that's usually a good stat <laughs> against Leeds. Every time somebody beats Leeds, they don't do as well. Apart from Norwich, in the next game, <laughs> Norwich battered Ipswich three 0 But <laughs> it's, it's all right having a bottom of the league team to play yeah, after exactly, Leeds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but usually the. The next game, they put so much in to beating Leeds like QPR did. That the next game they just fall flat because this, you know, mm. it's not as big as game really. I suppose. Yeah. For them. Um, I got a, I got someone who worked with Dan at Farzer, who's a Sheffield United fan, and he keeps on telling me, "No, you shouldn't throw Talon yet because Sheffield United <coughs> ball it." <laughs> he, he he's so adamant that Sheffield United aren't going to come. Let's hope he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. hopefully. Mm. Um, so the game on Saturday. I mean, it could have been a different game after eighteen minutes. George Baldock. His challenge on Janssen. Red. It's a it's a straight red card, isn't it? He loses the ball, it runs away from him, and he lunges in on Janssen, studs up. S- stamps on his shin. Gets yeah, with it, 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 it could have injured him badly, and the referee well, pulls out a yellow. It's a straight red. According to Mr. Courtney on Sky, though, the referee made the right decision. <laughs> it's, it's not the right D- decision. Dermot Gallagher said the same. Yeah. No, I don't believe in it. He studs her up. He's going. It's a leg break. Yeah, he looked a horrendous challenge at the time. I know Pontus went down really bad. I didn't think he was going to get back up comfortably, really, no, to be fair. No, did I? Getting and treatment. I, it must have affected him for the rest of the game as well, obviously. Yeah, uh, any other referee might have given that. I think uh, even Wilder must admit it was a, a, a rash challenge. Yeah. And it would have affected the result, I'm sure, at the end yeah. of the day as well. It's it's not me being biased saying oh it, there should be nine ten men and it gives us a better chance you know it, you see challenges like that all the time and yeah. referees always seem to pull out red cards. Are we reckons uh, obviously uh, um, it should have been a yellow and he obviously thought Leeds did well not to sort of defend the um, the sending off of Casilla uh, as well because he probably would have gotten got another game if it would appealed it. You know, two game instead yeah. of one. So he reckons that was right as well. Everyone was arguing that uh, about whether it was one or three, but a pro- professional foul red card. Yeah, that that's one game. Yeah, I, d- I didn't really know about this. One. Violent conducts is three games. It's keepers, isn't it? Keepers uh. get special sort of. Uh, if a keeper gets injured in the game, you don't have to walk off the pitch for a minute to come back on. Come back on now before the score. <laughs> yeah, he can stay there and like a sending off. If it's a pressure, if you get if it's straight red for an outfield player. You get three games, don't you? But a keeper, obviously, you got to 
Is it violent conduct? Is it a professional foul? Obviously, this was professional yeah. foul one game. So. It, yeah, he didn't, he didn't endanger Sharp's health either. It was, it was just a foul. It wasn't like he, it was a dangerous Al- foul. Although Sharp was endangering everybody else's health, by the way, he was jumping on him. Oh. Uh, elbowing well. Jansen as well during the game. <laughs> yeah. he didn't, I want an elbow, that were a headbutt. He smashed his head back. Yeah. Smashed his head back. Which is violent conduct yeah. and the red card. Yeah. I think Sharp got a lo- away with a lot of stuff, I think. I saw someone tweet after the game, which really made me laugh. It's like, uh, very nice of Billy Sharp to referee this game. He <laughs> was. He was, was, was in the referee's game are, here all game. Even when he got booked, he was having a word with him about it as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll move on to that uh, uh, Kiko Kase red card uh, in a bit. Uh, going into second half, 0-0, uh, probably should have been 3-0 up at half-time. Uh, Roberts, he hit the post, he came really close. What was, what frustrated me about that chance, he hit the post and then just stood still, has on his head like, oh, I can't believe I've missed. Yeah, admiring it's like, it. keep playing on, keep playing on. The, the ball's still in. If you go challenge, you could maybe win a corner or anything. You know, it, that's the thing that frustrates me, players just seem to just stop when, when they miss a chance and, and I think he did the same as well you know when, when somebody scored against West Brom he was sort of asking them to pull pull the ball back and he didn't so he went like that and, on his head while the player was still going on Yeah. then they end up scoring anyway so <laughs> he, he should concentrate yeah. whilst the move's still progressing really yeah. T- talking about Roberts when Kemal Roof comes back from his injury does Kemal Roof replace Tyler Roberts as a number 10? that's a, that's a tough one that um because Roof's been out for a month, for him. <coughs> did, he, did, he, did he come back straight away last time when he was injured? Um, straight I'd back th- in the team. I think the yeah, I, I think he did. Now. Yeah, I, I don't think, think he played in the twenty threes. I think he did. Yeah, because played because Rock because Bamford was already out injured by that point, wasn't he? Yeah, so he, he hasn't had, been he had injured to... this season as Roof, has he? Yeah, yeah he was in September. He, he missed, the, he oh, missed oh, a few games. Yeah, yeah, and didn't play in twenty After the was it the Middlesbrough game? It was when we had to play Roberts up front because Bamford and Robert and Roof were injured at the same time. So it was the kind of when we were playing Wednesday, you yeah. play, uh, Roberts up front. He missed a good few games early in the season. He missed about seven games, yeah, at and, least. And then um, obviously Hernandez was injured at the same time, which didn't oh help. yeah, but it was Ruth and Hernandez, yeah, <coughs> wasn't it? But we were still getting results. So. Yeah, still getting results. We're winning yeah. games. We were getting quite yeah. a lot of draws at the time. Yeah. Should have won yeah. that Wednesday game. Yeah, <laughs> Barry, Barry Douglas again missing a header from four yards out. Yeah, yeah. When he said he learnt his lesson with the whole game, when he missed another header from about two yards out, <laughs> Barry Douglas just has. Well, let's not, not stop. Well, we're not picking on Barry too no. much, but you know, but yeah, you know, yeah. You've had a, you've had a mare, Barry. You really have. <laughs> How can you not mark Basham? Oh. Yeah, of course he came on this game. Barry Douglas came on for Harrison, um, fifty-seven minutes. Would that be in the sub that you would have made though? No. Simple answer, no. Yeah. <laughs> would you have kept Alioski at three then? Yeah. What, a, a fullback? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think Alioski's better as a left back than a left wing. Uh, I, I, that's the th- reason I thought he changed it, though, because th- they were starting to get around Alioski a little bit. He's, he's brilliant going forward, Alioski. He's, bril- he's brilliant everywhere, everywhere else on the pitch, but sometimes he's easily beaten, you know, on the on the left hand side. Not very often, I admit, because he's, he's so. F- fast and pacey that he gets out of trouble Yeah, but I think he was getting slightly worried that they were getting behind him a little bit which is why he made the change I mean you know who are we to disagree with, with Mr Bielsa but you know, I think that's the reason why he did it but yeah maybe he could have tweaked it a bit more I don't, I mean, he's always bringing Dallas on as well to, yeah and, and Dallas didn't really have and Dallas ain't going to change a game no. he's, he's going to tighten things up maybe a bit but he ain't going to you know he isn't going to do a Pablo sort of pass and ch- or a Pablo sort no. of goal. He's not know. really going to, you know, change a game. No. Um, so I thought I thought Ailing actually was having a decent game myself. I'd, I'd, yeah, have, I'd have brought that. Jamie Shackleton and Jack Clark on at yeah. the same time yeah. and gone for it. Jamie's yeah, got so. a lot of pace and he might have worried him a little bit yeah. more. I, think, I, yeah. I, I thought 
click on a poll game. And I, yeah. Anyway, yeah. he didn't really do much. Yeah. I, w- I want to see more of Jamie Shackleton. Because I, I like, you know, when he came on against West Brom, got that assist, and he's only played a minute. And he got the great assist that Reading that yeah. Bamford missed as well. But he, uh, yeah, he, he is he's yeah. sort of player that you'd like to bring on with 15, 20 minutes yeah. ago. Because defenders are scared of his running. Yeah. Swansea, Swansea in August as well when he got that um, yeah. for Roof's goal. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. That yeah. was his first sort of contribution in the league. Uh, yeah. mm. that, was when, that was when uh, Janssen was out injured with a back injury. And, and then in the warm-up, Cooper got injured for the game. And Jamie says, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> you're on, Jamie. Yeah. You're making your full debut. So, yeah. yeah. We're, uh, he's got, I think he's he's got potential, I mean, I'm saying this now, to be as good as Lewis Cook, I think, Jamie Shackleton. He's mm. got that skill in his in his abilities that he, he could be a big player I think he, I don't think he's as good defensively as he is going forward and, and what is his actual position though? is he, he a midfielder he's a centre midfielder yeah he's, a pro- he's not a full back he's, is a, no. he's a proper centre midfielder yeah, yeah. Not, not a uh, defensive midfielder yeah. right, mm. I guess it was with these youngsters you can like experiment with their positions really. I just think he's not big enough to or strong well built enough to defend uh, as mm. well as he could do like he's not <coughs> he's definitely not Janssen's build, but he's not like it's, he's it's not even Cooper's build, is he? Because he's he's, he's a, just got his pace to get out of trouble, hasn't he? Yeah, because really? he's a small lad and he's not winning a lot in the air, so he'd, he'd be good in the click position. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah in a way, I, I can see why he did the Douglas substitution for Harrison, but I just can't quite understand why Dallas was brought on for Ailing. Um, that's the only thing that I queried really. Clark was a good substitution, maybe brought on a bit too late in the game, and it was his first sort of proper game back in the first team after his injury uh, um, illness so it was a bit it was asking a lot for him to change the game but he did it at Villa didn't he quite easily so maybe yeah. he was hoping for a bit of that again yeah of course Jack Clark we, we, we did see him I, I thought he did alright when he came on I probably would have brought him on earlier I think if you are going to say carry off on 57 minutes you'd bring on Jack Clark he probably get left back because I just feel as though that is his I think going forward it's he's made that position I don't even know if it's a left back role he, he's just made that left wh- wh- whatever position it is he's making it his own cause he's, he's he been, just plays on the left I think he's been outstanding it. last few games he's yeah. taken a lot he took a lot of stick early yeah. part of the season but he's played nearly every single game that Bielsa's managed the club so yeah. he obviously rates him yeah. and even when the Reading incident when he he did that dive and everybody said oh he should be he shouldn't play in the lead shirt again and all this nonsense or mm. drop him and all this business but Bielsa loves the guy and you can see why because his work rate is just yeah. superb I just felt he just when he went further forward on Saturday I just felt they wanted the same players he was at the, left back yeah and that corner at the yeah. end it was screaming for it Janssen was up from Hernandez to be on it I think Douglas, yeah, Douglas. Are, Douglas might have redeemed himself if he took the car and did similar to one that he did a third. I honestly do not understand why Elioski doesn't set pieces. He has yeah. proven time and time again that his final ball is. But it just, way it just went best. over everybody's heads, and that was it. Really, that was yeah. our last real opportunity to yeah. get an equaliser. And everybody was in the box waiting for a great delivery, and it just didn't come. They must have it set, like you know. You're taking corners on this side of the pitch, and and that's it. Because I remember I was at Blackburn away early on in the season, and two one down, uh, kept on getting corners, and Pontus Janssen screaming at Pablo, well, you saying, know, "You get on that corner." Well, you know you why? Because Pablo got, um, Janssen got a great winning goal at Blackburn yeah. the other the other season when Pablo just delivered it right on his head. Yeah, and he was probably asking for the same again. It's because yeah. I think it was because uh, <coughs> they also wanted a nin swinger for the corner. Because obviously, if it, if Pablo had taken the corner on that side. It'd have been an outswing because Pablo's yeah. right-footed, whereas Alioski's left-footed, so it would it would have swung inwards. So I think it is his, his mindset is probably it's more likely it'll reach somebody if it's in swinging, yeah, than than if it's out swinging. But 
Yeah, but for me, Pablo should be on every set piece. I, I, I'd love, yeah, I agree. I, I love what what um, to been on the pitch at the end though when Alioski and Pablo were having that heated discussion about something. Mm. Pablo was pointing all over the place. He was really annoyed that they lost <laughs> that he'd lost that game because he, he was the star man for me because he created so many chances mm. and they were having a heated debate maybe about the corner at the end. I don't know why didn't you let me take it or why didn't Douglas take it. Pablo was really, really annoyed after the game, just as all the seven, most 35,000 Leeds fans that were there that day, I think, because it was a frustrating game. Yeah. Pablo was shouting at Alioski anyway, because... Um, I think he just does that. Uh, uh, earlier, in, <laughs> earlier in the game, Alioski had given away a corner, and rather than um, coming back into the box to mark people or standing, you know, we always do the one-man wall yeah, for yeah. no reason, because it never works. Yeah, yeah. Um, but instead of coming back to the box, he just started arguing with the lino uh, for no reason. As if the lino's going to go, actually, mate, yeah, you're right, that's a goal kick. <laughs> so he's not going to happen. No, There's no, no point. Yeah. So Pablo just comes up and starts shouting in his face. Is that like, Aliasku getting... that was arguing? Yeah, just the box. <laughs> that's another thing Do about him. Though. Have you noticed during the game, he does argue with the linesman. He argues with somebody taking the throw in. He's, he's one of those guys that just gets up your nose, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Alioski must be just frustrated. Not only his teammates, but yeah. the opposition as well. Well, he can he can do that bit of magic, or oh, score a goal, and you think, wow, you yeah. know, you just. Yeah. I think I think he's getting it from when he keeps on biting Pablo in the stomach. <laughs> you ever see those pictures where Alioski's just got his teeth into Pablo's? Yeah. He, he bit he bit the ball on Saturday. Yeah. Have you noticed that when he, when he was about to hit the corner, he bit the ball? Don't yeah. know what it is. He's a weird, weird guy. Weird, weird superstitions. It must <laughs> be something that happens in Macedonia. I don't yeah. Know, yeah, weird superstitions. Ball biters. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on <clears> to the goal then. Uh, on 71 minutes Basham scoring here Cooper Dawdling, just yeah. just not good enough against Billy Sharp was he just got out muscled he got a second chance though like the ball dropped mm. I felt as though he should have just gone in, gone in got, got the challenge in you know if you get yourself sent off at least you haven't conceded a goal um, yeah I just thought poor, poor overall defending if he'd really. have fouled him there he'd have been sent off that was, he was lost man yeah but but just poor, just poor defending overall for this goal. He had a couple of chances to clear it, like you say. He should have just done a rose-head job on it, really. But obviously that's not the Leeds way at the moment. No. Trying to play out of his way of a defence. Not a good thing for Cooper to do. Cause it, he's, he's it was kind of like Ailing had passed it back to Cooper but while Cooper was already running. And he kind of... Uh, Ailing also overhit the pass. So he kind of just tripped over the ball while I they were think, running towards it. I think it. the conditions were pretty... There were a few dodgy passes going on in the first half when Ailing put his foot towards the ball and went under his foot for a throw-in from Cooper. And Cooper did a few bad ones as well, the other side. The pitch, when he looked at the corner of the pitch, the the, the water was sort of jumping up a lot. Because somebody said that the game, you know, if it had been wor- slightly worse, it might be even been called off. So I think the conditions weren't brilliant for... The sort of uh, football Bielsa likes to play, and we, yeah. s- we still attempted it, and that was our downfall with the Cooper thing. Really, I think he had a couple of chances to clear it. Sharper was at his throat; he was scared that he was going to nip past him, and unfortunately, um, Basham came in totally unmarked. Had an empty net. Maybe Kiko came up too did, quickly. Did Casilla have know. to come out? Did he have to no, come out I there? I don't think so. There's plenty of defenders. I think back. he's been told to come out to sweep up. What, a little for the bit. for the for, for the, the actual for goal, the goal, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he came out too soon. Yeah, for me. So I, did I. I think I thought he gave because uh, Basham, Basham, he gave Basham, got, he gave Basham too much of the goal. Yeah, like Basham had barely got to the edge of the D, and Kiko K- K- is coming way out. Yeah, he did that early though, with the, even when he headed the ball out as well. I think it's just the thing he like. I think we're getting bored because he had no shots to save, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he wanted to do something. I don't yeah. think that. <clears throat> I think once you're in that position, though, I don't think anything's stopping that goal because I think if if Casey doesn't come out. 
and Cooper gets over to Basham, then Basham just passes it back to Sharp, and Sharp finishes it. So. It, it was just a yeah. split second thing, you know. Cooper makes a mistake, he goes out of his goal, Basham's free. All happened in seconds, didn't it? And everything just fell for Sheffield United, took the ball away. Unfortunately, we didn't get one chance like that, easier chance like that in the game. Our lives were a bit more difficult to yeah. sort of finish. Because they have a really good defence. Yeah, well, yeah they, they do, yeah. They were so deep. Seven clean the whole sheets. The g- whole game, they were, so, they were played so deep. Yeah, and, and because of the way they kind of they play three five two, so they pack the midfield mm. full of players. Yeah, Basham, though, the guy who scored, usually a centre back, usually yeah, plays yeah. defence. Been playing further forward a bit for Sheffield well, United. He looked their most dangerous. Well, Crane is the same. He's a centre back, and he's been playing wing as well. He, yeah. he, he was on loan at Leeds at one time, and we just sort of dismissed him. But look at Wilder's t- turned him into a decent footballer. But he, he seems to do that with his players. He's, he puts them in unusual positions, and it's been working for him all season. Yeah. It's a, it's a poor goal to concede. So. Uh, I mean, not Pontus Janssen. He quite clearly hurt his knee. But he also, after the game, was saying, oh, we didn't really know what it was about. Um, we well, don't know what Pontus, don't we? But he was holding his knee. It's there's clearly the, that, that there's the song, you know, he hit me with a brick and he's all right. But he was going down every sort of 10 minutes oh. when he in that game. But, but he hurt it, his knee, Yeah. Like, but he, like you say, you don't know what Pontus, though. He could be hurting his knee the next minute he's going up front and, you know, scoring a worldy yeah. header. Well, he made that kind of last ditch <coughs> tackle on Sharp didn't he where he, he did get the ball and he um, and it ran to Casillo and he picked it up but as he as he made the challenge he smashed if you watch it slowly he smashes his knee into the floor yeah. and you can see he's visibly in pain immediately yeah. which is why um, they, I think they did the right thing they just told him to go up front just do what he can there yeah, they, not, they not think we should tuck him off well, we had no subs, did we? Yeah, we had no subs, but I'd rather play... Because at, at the beginning, he was still playing defence. And I'd rather play with 10 fitmen, because Pontus, at the back, looked like a liability for yeah, me. Yeah, but he put Phillips there, put, told him to go up front, yeah. and then he, he had that great chance to score. Yeah, so it, it might have worked. Yeah. But. And then, I mean, it, caused, it did work out in the end, because Casilla went and got sent off Pontus when in goal. Um, only Pontus Janssen can play as a centre-back striker, <laughs> and in goal... Yeah, in, in, in one, one game, yeah. He got quite fortunate, actually. <clears throat> yeah. Because uh, you know they had that free kick from that um, from the sending off, yeah. And he's in goal, and um, of course all the Leeds players are lining up in a massive wall to try and stop this free kick getting over. Otherwise, it's going to be a goal. And it clears the wall, but Pablo, I think, just about gets a foot on it while it's mid air, and uh, stops it because if it runs through, that's that's probably a goal. Yeah. And Anson's not a goalkeeper. <laughs> have, have you seen the pictures of um, the wall setting up for that free kick? They're asking Pontus, "Oh, how do you want to set?" No, Pontus is like, "I ain't got a clue." How do a I know? Just don't let him get. Don't go past the wall. That's all I'm just asking. <laughs> it's like you, you've got nah. to be ten. You've got to be ten yards away. It doesn't say how many of you can go in the wall. There's no rules on that. Just yeah. line up. I know. Just, just yeah. do your job. Yeah. All ten of you stand in a big, massive wall. Very yeah, first half player upon us. We, we just need team upon us. Jansons. He kept a clean sheet when he was in, when he was in goal. Almost got. Just need team Jansons. <laughs> just clone him. Clone him and just get a team well, upon us. Janssons. There was quite a good moment when Sharp was closing him down and he just sidestepped him and passed it straight back, to, <laughs> straight back to Cooper. Yeah. To get immortality as a Leeds player, though, you got to have played in goal like Radaby did at Old yeah. Trafford when he kept a clean sheet. They were one nil down anyway, and he kept a clean sheet. Yeah. Pontus has joined that list now. It happens too often at least. Yeah. It happened with Belushki a few years ago against yeah. Rotherham, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It happens too often at least getting outfield players in Wait, goal. What did you call him? Belushki. It's Belushki. Bel- it's not Belushki, is it? It's, it's well, Belushki 
Giuseppe Belusky. Belusky. Oh, who, who cares? He, he gave away the penalty, didn't he, at Rotherham? Yeah, he, he tried to overhead kick it. Then to he clear says, it. "All right, I gave away the penalty. I've got our keeper sent off. I'll go in goal now and try and save the penalty." Uh, no, it was uh, the ball went over the topic. Overhead yeah, he tried to, do it a, to try and clear it. Tried to do a scissor kick. Didn't still, Vestry had to come out. Yeah, but no, it was yeah. Not he's, he's still not the worst player I've ever seen play for Leeds. No, there's plenty. I mean, remember his free kicks. Scott Scott Wharton is the worst player I've ever seen live play for Leeds. It's yeah. a big list to be fair. He was he was actually the worst <laughs> footballer I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Watford are bringing back memories of that, aren't they? When that cup game when he got a little own goal. Oh, yeah. don't say Watford. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Watford and Preston, when he, the ball should have gone out of play, he decides to keep it in in the last minute. Guy comes, nicks it off him, and they equalise 1 yeah. 1. I, I don't think you can pinpoint the worst place to play for Leeds because there's so many other there's, past few I've years. got a big list in my back pocket, but I won't embarrass everybody. <laughs> um, red card then, Casilla. Did he have to make the challenge? Yeah. It, it were an instinct to one. It were outside his box. He just thought, you know, what do I, I mean, do? I mean, Sharp somewhat arrogantly said, if yeah, he, I'd, if have he scored. Had, I'd have scored it. And I, but I think he would have scored it. And yeah. if, if we're, we're already losing, and we don't we don't want to lose any more goal difference ground on him, then we can survive for one game yeah. and pick up fouling goals. not yeah. a major black down. Yeah. I'm sure Peacock can do a decent job for one game. I, I'm yeah. sure. I'm, I hope yeah. he's, like, firing up and ready. And mm. like, Take oh, his I, chance. I, yeah, this is my chance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get in front of this mm. Kiko Casilla. Um, but, yeah, for me, he had to make the challenge. You know, Billy Sharp's coming out. and um, Billy, I just, Billy says a lot of things when it comes to Leeds games. So <laughs> yeah. I think he should look at, look at himself sometimes and just yeah. say... Take a deep breath and think, well, I don't need to say that. Yeah. Donny Midget. But, 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 <laughs> but when he made the challenge, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a red card. But do you think it was a red card? Because it was covering defenders. <clears throat> I think it was yellow. But I haven't I'm, seen I'm it back. To be I knew there were two players behind him, but I don't know how far back they were. Or uh, Coop and Phillips running, but... But where was the you know where was that great defending that we usually have eight men covering a player? It wasn't happening that particular I, incident, was it? I don't think the referee even paid attention to the defenders. I think he so, as soon as he saw, he was quick to get his card go, out. Wasn't goalkeeper it? tackle the striker right. He didn't, he didn't hesitate, did he? No, the referee was poor this game. Really poor. All the officials were poor. There was some point where they were giving throw-ins to the other team, even though it clearly went off. Like, yeah, me and him the corner. Was, me and him yeah. were watching the liners and uh, where the ball was going out. You know, because they were, were mm. pretty in line with like the right hand side of the pitch, and every time it. Went out for Sheffield United throwing. Leeds got a throwing, and every time after Leeds throwing, Sheffield United got a throwing. Well, why does the linesman wait for the referee to make a decision? Sometimes when he's closer oh. to the incident, he's like this with his flag. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the throwing to and, you. And yeah. it's, it's literally his job. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah no. ridiculous. There was this one point in the first half where I think uh, we booted it to try keep it in play for it, to stop it going out for a goal kick. Hit a Sheffield United player on the head and went out clearly for a corner. The linesman gave a corner, but referee yeah, gave a the goal one, kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, oh, no, no, no Janssen, it's a corner. Janssen, Janssen screaming at him. <laughs> no, it, it was reverse. It, were, it was going out for hours. It, and they get, it, referee gave it as a Sheffield United corner oh, when right. blatantly yeah. lead, leads uh, goal and kick. And Janssen was screaming his head off at him thinking, yeah. what the hell are you doing? Yeah, oh, it was bizarre. He the got, officials he, were so He got loads of abuse to the referee from the Leeds fans. Yeah, that's the first time he's refereed a Leeds game this season, so yeah, hopefully that'll be the last. Yeah, yeah hopefully it is the last, yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, Sheffield United held on to win 1-0. They're now going to put us in second and above us by one point. Uh, win third. Still eight games left, but it's going to be a, a long, hard slog, isn't it? It always is. <laughs> eight <laughs> games, yeah. Um, a lot of people saying that the eight games could be a lot worse than what they are. Um, they could yeah they could we could, we could be got, playing got a few Norwich Sheffield United but yeah, we're not I mean we've got a few tough away games but uh, yeah, majority of them are at home and let's face it I think uh, it's not in our own hands now obviously points wise but the games we've got if we can't manage to get the, enough points out of those to get promoted then you know we don't deserve to yeah. get automatic 
we'll have to settle for the dreaded playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> no, not again. Not again. I hate to say it, it's a Claxon going off now because I've said playoffs. But yeah, it's not a Leeds thing, is it? Playoffs. My mate's a Donny fan, and, he's, uh, and I, whenever he uh, yeah. brings up the Donny playoff final, and we lost one nil. My dad went <sighs> to that game. I remember driving home on the motorway with Doncaster fans going past us. Yeah, it wasn't a very nice experience. T- I'll tell you what was awful. You see, um, on Saturday, I've just witnessed Sheffield United beat us. I'm like so down. It's chucking it down as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. this is just depressing. Yeah, and then on yeah. Sky, they played the Watford three Leeds United nil in the playoff final for years. As well, ago. played that as a replay on the evening. That I, is rubbing it, it in, isn't it? I, I was watching rugby, and then after it, it came on, and I was like, oh, nice, <laughs> great, great Saturday all around. Then yeah. it's a, a Sky office probably had a bloody party when we lost that game. Yeah, yeah. champagne flying all around. <laughs> Uh, but still, a lot can happen during these eight games. I think if we get six wins out of the last eight, we should th- be. Yeah, some safe. people are saying it's great to have a game straight away after this defeat. But I think it's nice now to sort of sit back a little bit now, get you some, get some players fit again for the thirtieth of March, and go into the last eight, eight games thinking it's an eight-game season now where we've got to get as many points as we can. This is still in our hands if we make it in our hands, you know, because we've got some beatable teams that we can get good points from. Yeah, um, remember though, last time we lost before an international break, we came back and won seven games in a row. Yeah, West Brom. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, we can see a repeat of that. Seven games in a row will probably uh, do it. So yeah, should do. Should you never do. know a Leeds, do you? Uh, <laughs> then we'll go and lose at Ipswich. Yeah. It's going to oh be interesting. God, though. don't say that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Though. Right, right now at the time of talking, I'd say we've got a top three finish nil done. But if Bolton go out and they're yeah. not a club anymore by the end of today, if they get liquidised, and then West Brom go within three points from us, they go three points behind us. They, 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 they've not it. done that. Um, the whole liquidation, uh, remove everyone's points thing since 1992 with Aldershot. Yeah. So it's been a long time. I think since it's a that. it's a tall order mm. for that to happen, I suppose. But you know, it's weird because we're Farsley Celtic as well. Dare league and Dare league. North Ferbury went out of uh, business at the weekend, and that's all changed and really annoyed everyone. So uh, yeah, shame about North Ferbury. Yeah, a decent little club there. So yeah. what, eight, seven years or something. It's a shame nobody could help them out. Really, all the money in football these yeah. days and a team like that goes out of uh, business. So it's yeah. a shame. And then Bolton as well. If if they're not a club anymore, that's going to be weird. I think they'll just get docked points, personally. Do you think? Yeah. I think it's Birmingham as well. They're Birmingham, they've got a 12-point uh, deduction. They could be involved in a relegation battle. So. Very, very, very funny. 12-point deduction. Yeah. <laughs> they're Gary Monk. If, if this is final the time the EFL's uh, finally go, all right, you've breached financial fair play, we told you you were specifically not allowed to sign anybody, and you signed the uh, mm. Peterson left yeah, back. No. Yeah. They've, had, they've had a busy... A, a Monk knew what <coughs> was going on, didn't they? Yeah. Signed him anyway. They've had a busy season after the EFL. They've had a busy season. Um, but still a positive season for Leeds, though. Um, now, early on today, I caught up with a former Leeds United player, Ben Parker, and he was just telling me uh, how impressed he's been with Leeds United this season. Unbelievable. I think start of the season, I'm probably in the boat saying with everyone else, just like, don't know what to make of the season, where we'll come, couldn't give you a prediction where we'll finish, but it's been a breath of fresh air, hasn't it? Loved every second of it. Even the moments when we haven't played too well, got a few bad results, but it's been few and far between. Just the way created an atmosphere around the club, it's just not the 11 players or how many play on, on a Saturday afternoon, it's the feel around the place, the fans are buying to everything, created a culture, and I've, I've loved every second. And uh, be also course came in at the start of the season a few raised eyebrows not many people knowing much about him but he seems to have had a massive impact at Leeds United clearly uh, do your opinions on him differ now from what you what you thought of him at the start of the season I've still think he's a genius <laughs> big, the big thing when he got appointed because 
I'm not going to lie, I didn't really know too much about him. But then when you hear his name, we obviously do the research, and then the people like Guardiola come out and speak highly of him, Pochettino speak highly of him. That's when you start to take notice, because these are managers, these are figures in football who are like top, top of the game, world-class coaches in their own right. So for them to, to speak about Bielsa, how they did do, that's when you start to take a little a bit more notice in, in the person himself and then say do the research when people treat him like a god in Chile for what he did for the national team for what he's got he's got a stadium naf- named after him back home as well so yeah c- coming in, coming to the season coming to pre-season especially hearing how hard the training sessions is you're thinking right that they'll be interested to start off, I'll, I'll get start off but the, the start of the season was great and it's just snowballed from that really yeah, no, we're going into an international break now, the last international break of the season. Uh, not going into it probably the way we wanted it to. Won a loss uh, to Sheffield United at home last Saturday. Uh, is this international break coming at the best time, do you think, though? Perfect time. I'm, I'm always been a big believer is when you do lose a game, to have one so quick just to, so you can bounce back and get out of your system. But on this occasion, I just feel... The performance, I think, were great against Sheffield United. The only thing we didn't do was put the ball in the back of the net. But the chances were there. We were getting to the right positions. We played some good football at times in, in pretty bad conditions also. And I think, yeah, be disappointed about it. But look at the positives. We're still a point behind automatic places. Two-week gap now in the international break. So the likes of the people who are injured. Janssen picked up an injury. Roof's injured. Forshaw's injured. But these three people... With another two weeks, they might they might get back a, lot, a little bit quicker. So it's um it's 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 all it's all positive. It's 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 easy to kind of look at the game and think yeah, we miss a big opportunity. But there's there's eight big games still to go. Yeah, and uh, what, what do you think players will be doing during this international break to try and bounce back from a defeat against uh, against Millwall? Well, back in my day, a lot have probably gone on holiday, but now I think. The, um, they've, they've got a couple of days off, so I think I think that's good. It's, it's more kind of your mental state, just have like a little mental break because fitness-wise, the, the fittest team by a mile in the league. The um, amount of kind of work that goes into the diet, the nutrition, it's beyond anything I've ever seen. And probably one of the best in the country, including the Premier League, what they do with that kind of aspect. So that's not a problem. But having these few days off, just a little mental break. It just it does recharge the batteries, spend some time with the families. So when they come back into training, they'll be training. I think they're back in on Thursday, so there are a few sessions there. And then it's all about next week. Like this week's kind of a total congestion. Yeah, it's just about ticking over. They'll probably do some video kind of work as well. Analyse the game from Saturday, maybe look a little bit at Millwall also. But it's next week, when, especially when the international players come back, that's when you start zoning and tuning in. You'll find details and then build towards Millwall. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, eight games remaining of the season. Plenty of stuff could happen. Uh, but the fans, the Legion United fans, of course, uh, you were part of the side that got promoted from League One. How big of a, of a difference do the fans make, especially when you when a team's trying to achieve something like promotion? What goes get said about Leeds fans is everything's right. They're the best fan base going. The support that they give the boys, the noise they can create. And I'm not being biased because I'm a Leeds fan and I've played for the club, but I've generally never seen it at other clubs at all. And they do have a massive part. I think sometimes I don't realise how important they actually are. Yes, they know they're a good, good support, they know they're vocal, but it's these games now, these last eight games, where that can make a difference. And I'm not saying the players need an extra like motivation because they don't whatsoever, but when you've got players who are fully motivated on top of an atmosphere and a crowd and the support that Leeds fans can create, it just creates a special bond and it creates 
a mentality where which which teams kind of find hard to play against at times. Yeah, and uh, I'll put you on the spot here. Are Leeds United gonna do it? Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I've 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 said I've said this. The, the moment that I, I said I think we'll get promoted was the Aston Villa game away. We scored the last kind of kick of the game and also Blackburn at home, last kick of the game. And these are kind of moments you look back in the season and give you a feeling it is our year. For some reason, that's saying we'll be able to come in through the door, create a special atmosphere, create a special bond throughout the club and then moments make you believe. So I'm still a believer. Uh, ben Parker there. He did say believer, not be, not Justin Bieber fan. <laughs> he said I'm a, I'm a believer. Ah, oh, believer, right? <laughs> I'm a believer, like the like the monkey song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a believer. Yeah. Uh, good lad, Ben Parker. Does, He's a good lad. Yeah. He's a nice lad. Very sound. Yeah. yeah. Does a lot of stuff for LUTV now. Good, good, good player for us in League One. Yeah, he did a good job. He started our season off with that pass to Beckford against Exeter, first home game of the season. Slide slid Jermaine in for a goal. Yeah. And were as injured for about six months, but never mind. Yeah, it said, it said quite a bit of interesting stuff there. One about the fans uh, saying that they play a big part, and they, they must do. I mean, quite a lot of players say, well, you, you just zone it out, you just zone it out, but the fans do play a big part. I think, yeah, it's like the like Reading uh, did during the week, they're the 13th man. I always thought they were the 12th man, but they're down at number 13 on their uh, <laughs> team <Yeah>. sheet. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah uh, obviously. You can't compare Leeds fans to Reading fans, obviously, because it's a total breed, but it's a different breed. But yeah, amazing! All the games this season at Ellen Road have been amazing atmospheres. It's because yeah. there's an expectancy there that the fans want Premier League football again, and you can tell now. With, as soon as the games come up online, they get sold out within within the day. So yeah. the hunger is there from the Leeds fans. It's always has been there, but they have the team now and the coach. To make that hunger, you know, even more uh, unbearable sometimes, because you just want that success at the end of the season. There's just there's so much an- anxiety <coughs> and kind of anticipation with Leeds fans because we, we, we've we, I would argue for the for the for the size of the club, uh, no club, not even Blackpool or uh, Portsmouth, have suffered as much as Leeds fans have in the, in the football league because we just haven't. We are what, the third biggest city in the UK with with we we're only one football club, yeah. and we're not in the top 20 clubs of our own country yeah it's sad it's a bit, yeah. bit weird isn't it it is weird yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it needs remedying in the next eight games yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. hopefully we can do it and the fans are going <coughs> to play a big part so get down to the road if you can get tickets it's very hard nowadays beg but, steal or borrow a ticket to get down yeah. please do it do it um, well let's try and cheer ourselves up from that um, from talking about Sheffield United lost to uh, uh, having a look at the uh, under-23s uh, day we're in action uh, last Thursday night at uh, Nevermore Park in Geisley uh, they faced uh, Fulham in the Premier League Cup drew 2 yeah. all. Um, then the game ended up going to penalties and we won a League United side winning on penalties <laughs> with 10 men as well yeah yeah, um, they, they it was quite an even game first half. Uh, we, we went in one nil up, and um, it was it looked like we were, we kind of we got a bit fortunate. We, not with the goal, but just because we weren't playing that well. But and they were it was very even, and then we scored, and we thought, all right, well, we'll kick on now. And then we um, there was that really weird moment where the I think it's Harrison Mailer was in goal yeah. for it, and he uh, he <clears throat> he basically just deliberately fouled their uh, their striker when he was about to score. And you think in that scenario. Yeah, you made a massive mistake, but let him score. We'll score another one. Instead, he just legs him up and gets sent off. Yeah. And then they score the resulting penalty. Uh, well, when people saw the team sheet during the week, they thought there were um, people were going a bit gender crazy by saying, who's in goal for Leeds? Oh, male. 
<laughs> you mean not female? No, it's a male. <laughs> All this gender stuff going on at the moment. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that is actually his name. I, I, I met Harrison Mayer, so, <laughs> so sick of him making fun of his name. Yeah. Who was that guy? They had a Sessignon playing for him, didn't they, Fulham? Not, not, it wasn't Ryan. Was Ryan's it? younger brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say. Fulham, had, obviously, they're a Premier League outfit now, and obviously they've got Premier League you know players maybe you could say so their 123 squad was fairly strong yeah so to get a result with i know when mail was sent off and the, the, the subkeeper had to come on for a, the last well 40 40 minutes of the game to actually go on and then take it to extra time it was a great achievement yeah i mean it shows the character of the players yeah, isn't yeah. it you know to go down with 10 men and still <coughs> kind of dig through be like all right yeah we yeah. can get a result and go through it I, I saw a few Fulham fans kind of moaning that there were so many Leeds players that uh, like senior Leeds players in the, I'm like, in the lineup, and I only saw Barad, <laughs> Baradi and Izzy Brown in there. Yeah, and Izzy's hardly played for us this season. Uh, Izzy so. Brown doesn't really technically count as a nah. senior sign. He's more been like a uh, kind of star man for the under 23s. Well, well, you are allowed a certain amount of over 23s in your team. It's aren't three, you? I think. Yeah, so yeah. we won't break in any rules, I don't yeah. think, unless yeah. the EFL, EFL has spotted something there. But the thing is, Izzy Brown's 22, so he doesn't even count no, as no, a player yeah. over 23. No, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Harrison Mayo, the goalkeeper, sent off. Why is it with Leeds United goalkeepers getting sent off in the games? It happened twice <laughs> in about four days. Yeah, no. <laughs> weird. Yeah, weird. Um, he, rugby, he rugby tackled the guy, didn't he? So he had to go off, really, I suppose. <laughs> Unless you're Jordan Pickford, you get sent off for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baradi, of course, scoring the uh, winning penalty. Um, great to see him back, Baradi. Uh, well, he, might, he might be back sooner than what he thinks in the first team now as well. Yeah, do you, think, do you think now Janssen, of course, out for three weeks... Um, probably back for the Birmingham game hopefully he'll miss uh, Millwall I mean no Rob Price he'll probably I've heard, it, I've heard he's missing Millwall and Birmingham but he, like you said with Rob Price you don't know yeah. if it'll work wonders again on him but yeah. why not revert to the team that we had at the start of the season you know, with Berard, when Berardi did, was doing a fantastic job until he got yeah, injured is that, I mean there's a, there's a few options I think there's a options, lot of people yeah. saying Ayling would go into centre back and Dallas at right back or Shackleton at right back. You could also there's a few options. You could Hal- also just put Phillips in Halmer. there. I, I don't think Halm will go in. I think that's one that as I long as somebody out. comes in who can mark Steve Morrison for <laughs> ninety minutes. I'm not really bothered. So, <laughs> w- would it be Bavardi for you? Don't, I think it'd be a mistake not playing Bavardi against Millwall. Reminds me, did everyone see Millwall get knocked out of the cup yeah, on no. St Patrick's Day? I had mixed feelings about it. Do I want them to get through and be on a bit of a high when they play us because they've got a, a semi-final a week after, or do that I want them playing when they've been knocked out and they're really down there? And w- what sort of they feeling? Did, they did get yeah. a player sent off for yeah. violent conduct, unsurprisingly, because yeah. it's Millwall. Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he, he's now banned for that uh, Leeds United game. Uh, but is that the option for you, though, centre-back? Berardi goes in? I, I, I don't know if Berardi's had enough match, uh, first-team match game to come straight back into it, really. So he's I, been gone a long know. time. Yeah, Ayling could be an option to go there and sh- maybe Shaq or Dallas to fill in up yeah. right. I'd like, I, I hope I'd, it's not I'd like to see like Brady back I, mean, I, don't really I'd, I think everybody would love to see him back yeah. I don't but really Millwall's the sort of game yeah. where well, Brady's Bavardi been back. sent off you want Brady in that Millwall game punch Morrison I mean I don't believe anyone who punches Steve Morrison not advocating violence once again don't do a Birmingham referee will go up to me and think oh he's going to get a red card here referee will shake his hand thanks for doing that we wanted to do that for all the whole game I mean Steve Steve Morrison has almost entirely grey hair I mean how is is he still playing football yeah (laughs) he had short grey hair when he played for us yeah yeah 
<laughs> Remember that chance, Steve Morris? Uh, mm. I don't know why we sang his name. He was terrible. Remember that shot against Forest when yeah. went out for a throwing. I mean, <laughs> Bamford had won it against fully ready and went out for the throwing. So, well, I remember <laughs> his winning goal at Chef Wednesday. So, I'll keep that nice feeling about Morrison. Yeah, I think. yeah keep that feeling. Um, but yeah, for, for me, yeah, Bavardi, if you don't play him centre back against Millwall, there's a mistake there because he, he's going to be so fired up for the Millwall thing. Is he has got a few options anyway? I know Janssen will be a big miss. It's nice to have a few options as well because we've been, been short of options over recent months. I mean, I don't know if Fit Roof will be by Millwall either, but hopefully he won't, I don't think he won't be far away. He won't uh, be far away. Touched on uh, Izzy Brown, of course, scored in this game on yeah. uh, last Thursday, uh, but we don't we haven't really seen him come off the bench too often. Reading uh, was a, first team. Reading was a great opportunity to bring him on for about yeah. twenty minutes. But I mean, even against Sheffield United, did he go for it? Yeah. Yeah. And Sheffield United as well. You know, we're trailing the game. Well, he, any so attacker that you bring he was on. missing to be fair on Saturday when he had he had a stomach bug Saturday because uh, yeah. Clark came back to into it, but I can't understand really why he hasn't apart from the QPR game which was a bad memory because he got booked and could have been sent off and <laughs> he stood in front of somebody who had a shot on goal and it went for a you know, goal kick yeah. <laughs> so he had a bit of a mare for those 10 minutes yeah. but I think he, just a fully fit Izzy Brown would be a, a brilliant asset but like the same Izzy Brown from Huddersfield would have been great yeah, but yeah. he just doesn't seem to he's be he's not the same player anymore like, he's going for the, for the 23s but a lot of things about like, you know he's, he's you know Commitment and like you know, he's running that he does in the game. He's just not really Bielsa's mm. kind of player, really. It's a bit unfortunate because wasted all this time. You know, the medical team getting him back, is Brown in the young twenty threes and you know paying his wages. You know, it just all seems to you know, go to waste, really. It's, it's disappointing. I don't know. I mean, Chelsea were paying his wages for most of the season, weren't they? But obviously, recently we've had to chip in here and there. But uh, I don't know. It's a bit of an odd thing, really. I think it was brought in because we knew Saez might may not be here by Christmas and. He was going to be fit by Christmas and maybe fit into his shoes, but it didn't work out that way. I don't know. Hopefully, he'll come on against it, switch back at the winning goal and we get promoted. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, that would be the most ideal kind of look. If that was all he achieved in an in yeah. entire 12 yeah. month loan spell, that would be worth it. That would be worth every yeah. single minute of our yeah. work. Um, but that's the 23s then. Awesome win for them last week. Uh, they just keep on impressing, so I hope they. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great uh, season. Yeah, hope they carry on doing what they do. Uh, let's talk about England then. Now, shall we? Because uh, no, uh, uh, no Leeds game this Saturday. We've got a podcast next week, so we need to talk about the more game there. We don't want to talk about it now. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about next week. Czech Republic um, in it Friday, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, before this morning, I was like, who on earth are England playing? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a clue. Uh, but this Friday, it's uh, the Czech Republic at home, and then uh, on Monday, it's uh, Montenegro away. Um, but <clears> Ben <throat> Parker, I asked him about the international break, and we're getting at perfect time, and he said yes. Are we? Do you think the international break is coming up? You look at it two ways, don't you? I mean, the QPR game, we had West Brom straight away, murdered them 4-0, fantastic result. Um, obviously, it would have been nice to, to meet somebody midweek where we could do that again, but sometimes you've got to sit back and think, there's only eight games left now. Uh, let's sit back a little bit, um, get the players ready for the last eight games of the season, get them fit, have a think about what season we've had so far, what it means to everybody if we do get promoted. Mm. Just have a bit of um, feedback time now, maybe, and go into the Millwall game fired up and ready to win it. So I think it's look, looking at it with eight games to go. I think it's come at a good time, really. Just to make this slightly more Leeds related, <laughs> um, Patrick Bamford has turned down the opportunity to play for Ireland in this international break, so we can focus on Leeds. And he says he'll have a chat with Mick McCarthy at the end of the season. Yeah, good chap, Patrick, good decision. Patrick or Bamford, yeah, very yeah. good of him to do that. <laughs> the most, the, the most Tory Irishman of all time. <laughs> 
But yeah, so this is a natural break. I, f- I think that, you know, when you go off, just lost a game, you want to get back out there straight away, maybe for Tuesday night, and then try and, you know, correct it. Or But if you win, you want to carry on. So it's kind of like either way. But I think with the injuries that we've got, Janssen being injured, uh, Kemal Roof not going to be back for like another three weeks. Um, I think that that is the reason why this is a perfect international break because we, we don't mm. have to go a few games without Pontus Janssen. He's going to be back. We're probably going to miss one or two games with him maximum. I don't see any more than two games him being gone. And yeah. It gives Roof an extra couple of weeks just yeah. to get back into it because yeah. obviously he's got his leg brace off last <coughs> week and he'll he'll be getting close to full fitness. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good time. Yeah, I think um, I think Forshaw might be dead. I'm not sure what's happened there. Forshaw, <laughs> I don't. I think he's disappeared in some way. Yeah, I mean it was weird because he also said he was going to be a doubt for the next game a few weeks ago. He said oh, I was going to be a doubt for the next game. He said he's going to be out for maybe you know two days. And then it went to oh he's going to be out for the next two games and then it kept on progressing. progressing. I can't even remember the last game he played. Now it seems to. <laughs> Long I think, time I think ago. it was Norwich, wasn't it? Was, was it a three-one game? Yeah. What a, what, a, what a performance! When, that was. when he should have picked Phillips, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The entire yeah. game was crying out for yeah. Colin Phillips yeah. in that midfield. But I wonder what's happened to Forshaw. His injury must have just got. Yeah, must have been. Oh, he's going to be back soon, but then it's just got worse. I think, it, I think it's more of a quandary if he is fit. I mean, what's he going to do? Drop Phillips again and put oh, him back you in? You can't drop Phillips. I don't Unless know. for the next game you put Phillips at centre back and then Forshaw. I think, think Bielsa is pretending he's injured, so he doesn't have to make that decision. <laughs> I, I would genuinely rather have Philip, Calvin Phillips in a wheelchair than on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Adam. If, if you're listening, yeah, you know, sorry. You know. And if you want to come on the podcast, we will obviously love to. <laughs> you, you're not a defensive midfielder, Charles. Charles you're I'll, ruining, I'll, pe- I'll pencil you in. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, you're ruining it for us. You're ruining it. Um, but yeah, back up to the international break. Then England. Uh, do you guys care first of all about England no, games? Or? Really. I mean, if there's one away game you want to go to, it's Montenegro. What a night out that'll be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, not really. Did, did, the, did the World Cup and the recent cup success not make you more interested in England? Or? Yeah, you want them to do well, obviously. Not, not, but not in the friendlies. Yeah. Is it yeah. friendly or is it qualifier? No, these it's two games coming up are yeah. Yeovil 2020 qualifiers. Oh, right. well, Wales are playing Trinidad and Tobago mm. in a friendly, so, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, right now we're playing... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, what a country. They're <laughs> um, playing two teams. <laughs> I, I wonder what the most famous Trinidadian and Tobago and a player there is. If that's the way you pronounce that. Know. I don't. I don't think most people are too bothered because they know they're going to qualify anyway. Really, yeah. don't they? England, they always yeah. qualify. What I really want to know is, you know, you know the cup games that we were playing back end of last year yeah, what they, were Dales for because we're going to be in, 2020 they're going to be in June aren't they yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward Portugal. To, I'm looking Portugal. forward to seeing um, Jaden Sancho playing and that's about it yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on the World Cup last year then I mean amazing yeah incredible amazing. but is it kind of like you can see a bit with Leeds because England you know we get to the semi-final so close we don't win it and it's like, are we ever going to see England win, win the World <coughs> well, Cup again? 92 last time, then we were obviously English champions yeah. then as well, weren't we? And, so. uh, but it's like... Oh, e- England are the leads of the international stage. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, are England ever going to win a World Cup again? We got so close and we didn't do it. So we're leads. If we don't get promoted this season, are we ever going to see Leeds United back in the Premier League? Well, I dread to think, because I, I don't know what Bales is going to do next season, whether we get promoted or not. That's the worrying thing. I mean, we've had an amazing coach for nearly a year now, and... To have him not at Leeds next season is, is an unbearable thought because he's, he's worked wonders and what all the players that we might lose as well. It doesn't bear thinking about not getting promoted this season. <coughs> yeah, I've just had a look through it and there's not a single footballer I recognise from Trinidad and Tobago. Right. There's some, somebody who played for Wrexham. That's about as close as it comes. A Welsh Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not yeah, a football. That sums it up, they're not a footballing really. country. That sums it up. Do you think Bielsa will leave if we don't get promoted this season? Yes. 
I don't know. What he's got a second year option, isn't he? I, he might leave if we get promoted. I don't know. He's that sort of character, isn't he? You, you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. The fact that he's lasted what forty games, thirty-eight games now, it's just amazing. Yeah. I thought the Spygate thing might have ended him when teams and um, officials were picking on his. Kind of did for a few weeks. <laughs> I thought that press conference when he, he announced it. I thought this is it. He's going to leave, but thankfully yeah. he didn't. So yeah. I that, got, that would have been peak legion. I don't want to think like life without Bielsa at the moment. No, neither do I. Ma- manager leaving in disgrace after um, <laughs> being caught doing something unethical is is peak yeah. leads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not a very good headline either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back on Tingle and then. So Czech Republic this Friday. Uh, predictions? Thoughts yeah, coming into easy 1-0 win. Kane. <laughs> 1-0. Kane. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be 2-0. I'm going to go still an England goal. Always nice to predict something that won't happen. Yeah, I've got, I've got three. Yeah. One, and England versus Montenegro on Monday. 1-0 again, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> it always seems to be that with England. Just 1-0 as Kane. Kane on like the 80th Kane, minute or something. Just let him play on his own, he'll win it. Yeah. It'd be 4-0 against Montenegro. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. We'll hopefully. We might as well get Big Sam in for the qualifiers and just get Gareth for the tournament, you know. <laughs> Mix it around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I reckon we will win these two games, though, I'm hoping. Yeah, I think we will. Uh, eventually, Eddie Howe will be England manager. I'm yeah, certain. Of course he will, yeah. Then we'll yeah. win the World Cup. Yeah. Um, Kev, you do a lot of work still for the Legion United Trust. And I do, yeah. You've got a message to us. I'm privileged to be part of the Trust. We're doing great work at the moment, yeah. The Food Bank Charity is our Charity of the Year. Um, our aim was to get 10,000 meals by the end of the season. We've got four games to go. We've got 1,180 meals donated on Saturday before the Sheffield United game, which is an amazing. Thank you for everybody who donated. We only need 1,620 to go with four matches to go. So surely we can do that to get our 10,000 target. So well done, everybody. It's been a great achievement. The food banks are a great charity. They do a lot of work for families uh, within the West Yorkshire region. Hopefully they'll continue to do so after the season finishes, but it would be great to get that 10,000 target um, by the time we finish the season, and I'm sure we will. Yeah, it would be great. So uh, get down to the food banks and uh, just just anything, you know, tins of beans, you know, tins of tuna. Do- tins of dog food. You tins know, of dog food as well. Dogs need dog- feeding as yeah. well, you know, yeah. families. Yeah, so get down there and, and help out and uh, get get them to excellent uh, yeah. their target. That yeah, would be brilliant. Donate whenever you can. Yeah, uh, but that brings us to the uh, end of uh, episode thirteen of the podcast. Just wish uh, happy birthday to Charles for tomorrow. Thank happy birthday, much, Charles, for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've had a small birthday this week, but I don't like to mention it. <laughs> oh. Happy birthday as well, Eighteenth of March. Yeah, thank you, Charles. Uh, happy birthday as well, Kev. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my birthday's not for another. Well, we won't mention yours then. Yeah, yours. Uh, is, it's <laughs> not for like another eight months. Yours is ages away, man. <laughs> Uh, but oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, to celebrate, I just quickly throw in: we went to the Ivy on Sunday for a nice little meal in Leeds. Sat behind us, Mr. Ian Hart and his family. <laughs> wow! Uh, my wife says, "Don't bother him; he's eating his meal. Don't ask for a selfie. Just <laughs> let him enjoy his meal." Okay, so I didn't bother him, but nice to see him there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, great free kick taker. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Awesome free, C- free couldn't kick. Def- taker. Couldn't, couldn't defend to save his life though. He really could. <laughs> <laughs> Um, good agent, though. Good agent. Oh, good agent. Yeah, great agent. Jack Clark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you to Charles as always for joining me. Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, happy birthday for tomorrow, um, Kev. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. For a always a sign. pleasure, guys. Always a pleasure. Really, do lucky thirteen. It. I hope as well. <clears throat> yeah, lucky thirteen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you to everyone who's uh, listened. Uh, make sure to uh, download. Give us a five star rating on iTunes if you can. That'd be very much appreciated. Uh, share the podcast around as well. Follow all things Leeds on all social media platforms. On Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, they're all 
down below in, in the description on, on whatever you, you, you're listening or watching. So make sure you go uh, follow us. Uh, thank you very much. Me and Charles will be back next week to uh, look back on the England games and then look ahead to the Millwall game. Yeah, spending the morning talking about Millwall. <laughs> looking forward to it already. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you very much for listening and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah.